it's that time of year again. The time of year where Maisie Ball tends to turn into Maisie magic. The Mountaineers have had success at the Big 12 Championship in Oklahoma City, but this year, the tournament moves to the new Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, and the Mountaineers head there as the number six seed, hoping to secure an elusive Big 12 title. Thanks for joining us on this Big 12 Championship preview edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast, brought to you by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. Nick Farrell here joined by Angelica Trinone. We're recording this Monday. She's leaving for Arlington Tuesday. The tournament begins Wednesday. And I know that you have some mixed emotions about this trip. Not not because of the tournament, but where it's being played. I go back to what Coach Maisie said post-game Saturday when he said, I love Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark and I will miss it, but I'm excited for Globe Life. Like same coach. I'm right there with you. There's not a fuzzies in walking distance. <laughs> Will I survive it? We'll find out. Which is the but, best part of the tournament, really. I mean, yeah, baseball's fun, but the tacos, burritos. The tacos, the ice cream place right there. In the right proximity there. to all of that stuff. Yeah, I'll miss, I'll miss Bricktown for Fast sure. pro shop. Like, you just never know. A little piece of West Virginia <laughs> when you're on the road. Wait a minute. Can you can you please tell us the story of the iconic Bass Pro this Shop This actually trip? was maybe, this popped up on my Facebook memories, I think, three days ago now, that when we got to the Big 12 tournament, man, that had to have been 18, 2018. Right? Yeah. 18. Uh, Nick and I were taping our reports outside of the ballpark, and all of a sudden, here comes Jimmy Galuski <laughs> on a bicycle, got his cowboy boots on, jeans tucked into the boots, and t- jeans tucked into the boots. We're like, Jimmy, what's going on? He's like, we're heading down Bass Pro Shops. Like, <laughs> Jimmy, lo- like that was made for Jimmy Galuski. Then, of course, you know, Ivan Gonzalez was there with them, Kyle Gray, Darius Hill, a couple others, and they just came cruising up on these bikes. But, you know, the last time we were in Bricktown, the bikes have been replaced with the scooters. The scooters, the motorized scooters, those are kind of dangerous, They man. go a little quick. Yeah. They go a little Didn't quick. did we ride them? Yeah, we did, we right? We did, in and it was short-lived. Yeah. Because it was it's a little scary. scary. Yeah, but just to see those guys roll up in their cowboy boots... And be excited to go to Bass Pro Shops. Yep. Like they're in a different part of the country and they're still like Bass Pro Shops, we're in. Which if you've never been to Bricktown, Bass Pro Shops was like Caddy Corner. You could yeah. see it from the stadium, like the right field pyramid. side. Yeah. And and <laughs> the other good part about that, they're on these bikes that they rented that anybody could rent with an app. Like I'm pretty sure that Pudge had never ridden a no. bicycle before. He, he definitely looked like he was death. about to fall. <laughs> yes, he was scared to death. He was very unstable. But you see, new experience. That's right. Pudge is playing travel. Pudge is playing in the minors now, so I shouldn't Doesn't throw even, yeah. any shade, right? But oh man, what a, what a classic memory. So, no more Chickasaw Bricktown Ballpark for the Big 12 tournament moving to the emphasis on climate controlled Globe Life Field, the home of the MLB's Texas Rangers. The action begins Wednesday with four games. You can watch most of the games on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I guess we should mention that before we get into the bracket, we'll take a look at that in a moment. Let's talk about West Virginia historically at the championship. Uh, Mountaineers first played in the tournament. Their inaugural season was 2013. West Virginia has won two or more games in the last five tournaments and six of the last eight. Let me throw that back at you. Last five tournaments, West Virginia has won two or more games, including last season when WVU 
beat Kansas in the play-in game, and then beat top-seed Texas, Jackson Wolf, complete game. West Virginia ultimately lost back-to-back games, though, after that win over the Longhorns. Texas was the team that eliminated West Virginia and I guess, what amounted to West Virginia's fourth game at that tournament. West Virginia's best, most recent run came in 2019. That, of course, the Alec Manoa, Nick Snyder year, WVU in 19, advanced to the Big 12 championship game, lost to Oklahoma State. That unit went on to host an NCAA regional. And you know, we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, later on. It does appear, Angelica, that this squad is primed to make another regional, not to host, but to make another NCAA tournament. Uh, give your takeaways from what you saw against Kansas State. This team seems to really be hitting the ball well, and I think that's the thing that impresses Coach Maisie the most entering the tournament. Well, first, talking about the success that West Virginia has had at the tournament, which this year, it's it's kind of the same. Even like you just said, it looks like they are set to go to a regional. But every year that the Mountaineers are playing in this, they are playing for their season. A lot of other teams in the Big 12, it, it's, you know, they're already preparing to host a regional, et cetera. We see that with all of the Texas teams. And I think that that's one of the reasons that Coach Maisie has been able to have a successful run with the teams. I mean, just look at the different teams who have done that in that time. Even when they maybe did not have a good year, they were still playing in the semifinal or at least, you know, pulling one big upset in the tournament. Um, Austin Davis even said this after the Kansas State game too, that there's just something about knowing that year after year, West Virginia is counted out, picked to finish last in the Big 12 Conference, right? Then they go there and they Mm -hmm. have these opportunities to show they can hang with the big dogs. And some of the big dogs, I think, maybe look ahead to what's next. And I think that's why West Virginia comes away with with some success there, is they're quite literally playing for their lives, right? Against Kansas State, Looked to me like a team who was quite literally playing for something to prove, right? But I think the bats came alive at the right time for West Virginia. However, there always seems to be this inconsistency with it Mm. that West Virginia goes, they put up some big numbers with the bats. Like, look what they were able to do against Kansas. Then I believe right after that is um, when the Oklahoma game happened. Then... They had 30 runs put up on them, 30 plus, 40 runs oh, yeah, put up the on Sooners. them against the Sooners. Right. They respond back. They're able to put up 35 on Kansas State in the series. So I think, it, and it's it's crazy too to sit here and think of this season to where, you know, most conference wins since joining the Big 12, first time ever sweeping two Big 12 conference series since being a member, uh, you know, Coach Maisie, what he's able to do with this team, I mean, you think of the 2019 team. Now, they were just one game away from that record. They had 13 Big 12 wins. Right now, West Virginia has 14. But two totally different teams, but two teams who were still seeing success in a much different way. And when you look at the fact that the pitching staff was able to carry West Virginia through that 2019 season, that's not the case this year. Anytime you talk to Coach Maisie, that's all that he will bring up concerns are the pitching staff. So I think the fact that West Virginia has been able to have the type of season it's had without having reliable pitching, the only consistent starter, of course, has been Ben Hampton. But I think that that just really goes to show how talented this team is. 
And like Coach Maisie always says, when their backs are against the wall, this team's going to come out and fight. I think that's what they showed against Kansas State. But now I would be anxious to see if they can break their mold of having a really good performance, a really good series, and then building on that, taking that into the Big 12 Conference Tournament. That's what I you know, want to yeah. see from this team. All, all good points there, Angelica. Just quick notes on a couple of those things. 14 Big 12 wins is a, is a program record, which is really, I don't know, interesting about this squad to go 14 and 10 in the league, this particular squad, because it doesn't have the pitching. It doesn't have the pitching stars like Manoa from that 2019 team. Uh, and on top of that, the Big 12's put in six teams in the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament this year, I think. And West Virginia might be the lowest ranked among those teams might, and is the sixth seed in the tournament, uh, the Big 12 tournament, that is. So for West Virginia to put up, to, to win that many games in this season with this team is one heck of an accomplishment for WVU. I was talking to Coach Maisie before Saturday's season finale, regular season finale against K-State. Um, the pandemic has changed things a lot in college baseball, right? Guys with more eligibility, guys sticking around, guys entering the transfer portal and going to different schools. You've seen a lot of movement from one Big 12 team to another, uh, not to mention that the MLB draft has shrunk, meaning that more and more players are staying in college baseball instead of going pro. The competitiveness in the Big 12 has really never been higher. The bats have never been better. And for West Virginia to win 14 games says a lot. Yeah. about this program right now. But here's the thing, on, on the note about the pitching, right? If the, the pitching, that that seems to be the issue for West Virginia in making a run at the Big 12 tournament or in an NCAA regional, right? you got to have arms. That's the conventional wisdom about college baseball postseason. you got to have pitching. Starting pitching hasn't been outstanding for West Virginia, has been inconsistent is the better way to put it. The bullpen's been really good, though. You've got guys like Trey Braithwaite in the back end of that pen that are going to have to pitch big innings uh, in, in Arlington in order for WVU to have success at the Big 12 tournament. But for me, right now, the hitting, the ability to get on base, they're hitting the ball better than they have all season right now. That's really important because the dynamic, the variable for this team, the thing that makes it unique is its base stealing ability. And even though West Virginia has only stolen 25% roughly of its record-setting uh, bases against Big 12 opposition this season, there's always that variable for WVU, right? If a guy like Davis, Victor Scott, Tev, even Tevin Tucker gets on base, they're a threat to steal. That can put a pitcher off his rhythm. It can completely change the game. So while pitching tends to be the thing that people look at when it comes to who's going to make a run in the Big 12 tournament, that base stealing, uh, that base stealing ability and aggression on the base paths could be the thing that allows West Virginia to win some tight games rather than its pitching. If you look at some of the biggest wins that it's had this year, though, West Virginia has never been able to have even two happen at the same time. If it gets the pitching, like go back to the games against Texas when Jacob oh, Waters went really out there, yeah, he was fanned terrific. a career-high 15 batters, couldn't get the bats to go. They lose that game by three runs. Um, then you look at some other performances, like against Oklahoma State – Pitching that weekend was not great at all, especially in the finale, and then West Virginia gets run-ruled. It's yeah. just there are so many times to where they cannot get the pitching to coincide with the hitting, and there's also sometimes, too, to where you see they're on this you know warpath of stealing bases, and yet either the bats or the pitching isn't there. Where I think West Virginia's base-stealing ability is 
almost more of the concern that it gives the pitchers in terms of a lot of times Austin Davis doesn't even have to attempt to steal a base, but he's over there hopping around a little bit. And next thing you know, somebody's trying to throw over, there's an error, he gets a base, right? So I think a lot of it is the aggression in terms of West Virginia has guys like Austin Davis and Tevin Tucker who can really get inside pitchers' heads. Though, the past couple of weeks of the regular season, we've seen those numbers drop in stolen bases a little bit for this team. But Coach Maisie said it best. The the field at Globe Life, he said, plays really fast. He thinks speed he thinks speed's going to be more important than power, which is what his team mm. has. And he says that right there is going to be advantage Mountaineers at the tournament. His all-time, one of his all-time yep. favorite sayings. Uh, let's take a look at the bracket now then here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast brought to you by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. West Virginia finished the season in sixth in the Big 12, is the number six seed in the conference tournament. That means West Virginia plays in the nightcap Wednesday, day one of the tournament. Here's a look at the bracket from earliest to latest game. Four-seed Oklahoma State against five-seed Texas in the open or that game on ESPNU, uh, followed by, in the early session, top seed and regular season conference champ TCU facing eight-seed Baylor. The late session is two-seed Texas Tech taking on seven-seed Kansas, followed by the nightcap three-seed Oklahoma facing six-seed West Virginia. The higher seed is the home team in each of these opening games. So, <laughs> we mentioned the Oklahoma series for West Virginia not great. WVU took one of three and has taken at least one game from every Big 12 team. Took two games from TCU, the team that ultimately won the regular season championship. Uh, but there are teams that are hitting the ball better than West Virginia. One of those teams is Oklahoma. And this seems, to me at least, not a great matchup for West Virginia. Would have rather faced Texas or Oklahoma State, all of those teams could have fallen into the three spot. It just seems like Oklahoma has so much firepower in a hitter's ballpark. This is maybe a tough matchup for West Virginia out of the gate. Oklahoma is one of three teams in the Big 12 right now who have scored more than 400 runs this season. If you look at the numbers, for a Big 12 conference series, there's been three occasions that OU has put up 40 or more runs over the weekend. Of course, one of those against West Virginia outscored West Virginia 40-17, to 17, put up 43 against Kansas State, put up 46 against KU, and then they have a couple other. They lead the Big 12 in terms of games with double-digit runs against an opponent, so there is not a hotter-hitting team right now than Oklahoma, and I think especially with, you know, West Virginia's pitching that it has, I think that it is going to be a tough test, but I don't know. I think maybe it is a good sign that it is a team that they played so recent and it had that outcome because I think that that's going to, you know, maybe give this team a little more fuel, a little more energy to, you know, want to go out there and be like, hey, remember when you just put 40 runs up on us two weekends ago? Well, we kind of need to show that we're better than that team that was on display Hmm. out there in Norman. So I think... 
that could be a little bit of extra motivation. You know that's how the angle Coach Macy's taken, right? Because as the motivator himself. Right. Well, even after the game, someone had asked Austin Davis, hey, this is a league right now who is scoring a lot of runs. And he said, did you not just watch? The ears scored a lot of runs and they're going to do the same thing next week. So they're already, you know, we love a manifesting moment. Speak it into existence. And when you have guys on this team like Austin Davis, Tevin Tucker, Victor Scott, these guys are not going to let this team go in there and not give it 100%, right? Like they're going to make sure they're all playing at the top of their game, but it is a little worrisome that you're playing a team who is consistently hitting the ball versus a West Virginia team who we see flashes of it hitting the ball really well. But then again, you have to think this could be a lot of games in a lot of consecutive days for some of these guys. Um, but hopefully the bats are hot at the right time and you have freshman guys like J.J. Weatherholt, Grant Hussey. They're hitting the ball really well. I mean, put Kevin Dowdell in there. Don't know he's hmm? hitting one out of Globe Life. Yeah. But, you know. He has uh, been the pinch hit so, phenom. Right. So West Virginia does have this ability, but I think it needs to make sure – that it's clicking in all three phases for every game down there. And that's going to be important not only to try, you know, like Coach Maisie said, there's still a lot of accomplishments up for grabs in this record-setting season that they're having. And he reminded the guys, look at all we've accomplished, right? Single-season stolen bases record. Victor Scott has one. Beat TCU in Fort Worth for the first time since joining the Big 12. We talk about the wins in the conference. But he said he's reminding them, we have not come away with a Big 12 title, nor have we played in a Super Regional. So they're kind of putting that Kansas State game on the back burner, and they're looking ahead to those two still first-evers that could be achieved here for this team. And, you know, they do uh, love to play in a professional ballpark, right? This is their third pro arena, we would say, because the first one they played in at Minnesota is for where the Minnesota Vikings play. But so luckily, these guys do at least have a little bit of experience in that, I mean, PNC Park is obviously not Globe Life, but still, you know. So I think that that's going to bode well for this team, too. And hopefully, just by talking to them, it seems like, you know, they obviously know what's at stake. We don't have to tell them, right? So hopefully, hopefully, West Virginia will be able to, uh, you know, be competitive against Oklahoma. But the bats do frighten me a little bit for the Sooners. Sooners beat West Virginia 15-1 on May 13th. West Virginia won by a run Saturday, May 14th, 9-8. Then a 10-run rule game in the series finale two Sundays ago, 17-7 Oklahoma. West Virginia relinquished an early lead in that contest to lose 17-7. So should WVU defeat Oklahoma and pull off the upset, which, by the way, that first game for the Mountaineers is set for 8-30 Eastern, 7-30 Central on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Should West Virginia win that game, it advances into the winner's bracket of this double elimination tournament. Same format as previous years in the Big 12 tournament. It would face the winner of Texas Tech versus Kansas State. Red Raiders, the two seed. Wildcats, the seven seed. Should West Virginia lose, it would face the loser of that same game in the loser's bracket in an elimination game, which I believe would start at about 1.30 Eastern time on Thursday. The winner's bracket game is again the nightcap, 8.30 Eastern on Thursday. 
May 26th. Uh, for West Virginia, losers bracket potentially facing Kansas State might bode well because West Virginia did just demolish K-State over the weekend, 15-4, 15-4, and 5-1. to uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia also had success against on the road, defeating the Red Raiders once this season, but again, got 10 run ruled by Texas Tech, 12-2 in the second game of a doubleheader back on Saturday, April 23rd. The Mountaineers did respond the following day to take the series finale by that same score of 15-4, which has been a recurring score for WVU yeah. despite uh, how, how lopsided and, I guess, unbaseball-like of a score it is. So that's that's the look ahead for West Virginia, a reminder that if WVU or really if, if any team in the conference tournament takes two games, that team essentially gets a bye on Friday. Friday. The way the bracket works is only two games played on a Friday. It's a loser's game elimination bracket in the early session, followed by a loser's bracket elimination game in the late session. Saturday, teams could play multiple contests. Championship game is set for Sunday at Globe Life, uh, and that game will air on ESPNU. So that's a look at the bracket for the Big 12 Baseball Tournament, which begins Wednesday at Globe Life Field. We'll take a quick break here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast and return with some final thoughts after a quick word from our sponsor. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Golden Blue Nation podcast continues. Nick Farrell here alongside Angelica Trunone, who's getting ready to head to Arlington, Texas, to cover the Big 12 baseball tournament, both on TV and online at goldenbluenation.com and on the free Golden Blue Nation app. And if you're enjoying this episode of the Golden Blue Nation podcast, tell your friends to check us out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And if possible, leave us a rating and or a review. Not only would we love you forever, mm-hmm. it will help other people find the show in doing so. Okay, so we've covered the Big 12 tournament. We will continue to cover it on TV and online. We'll recap all the action here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast after the tournament ends for West Virginia, potentially with a championship. But It's ring season. Yeah, right. So for West Virginia, though, uh, in the top 40 in RPI, the reason that Kansas State regular season finale was very important uh, was all because of RPI and the battle to stay in the hunt for an NCAA regional. I know Ryan and Sam touched on this uh, during our most recent episode of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. West Virginia sweeping K-State pretty much, pretty much. Nothing is certain until the bracket is revealed. But it's good. It's easy to feel really good about this team's chances to get to another NCAA regional. Again, likely not going to host, not going to host, but, but going to make the field right now. potentially as, as high as a three seed yep. uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. So feeling really good about where the Mountaineers stand even before a pitch is thrown at the Big 12 tournament. That's why I think that the Big 12 tournament is going to be so beneficial for pitching staff alone. Uh, If you look at Jacob Waters, this guy was used to being a closer, right? He's put in in the middle of the season into a starting role. We had talked about the only consistent pitcher being Ben Hanton. Right now, we at least know the first three are going to be Waters, Hampton, Aiden Major. Coach Maisie confirmed the freshman, the freshman phenom. He's staying in Aiden Major. Deserves it, really, yeah. And 
the only, and you know, what's good about this, Aiden Major also pitched at PNC Park. He's got a little big league experience. Now, he did say it's only been, what, two Big 12 starts for him, maybe? Started against three, Oklahoma, right? started against K-State, right. Exactly. So he did say after the game, he's like, you know, it's still a little nerve-wracking thinking about it, but he said the plus side is there are so many players on this team, even the Trey Braithwaite's who didn't even play here their whole career at West Virginia, same with Chase Smith, but they know what this postseason is like. They know what to expect. So he's leaning a lot on these older guys, but I think it, that's going to be crucial for some of these players. Even Ben Hampton, I think we forget he's just a sophomore put into this role this season that I think pitching at the Big 12 tournament is really going to help this team whenever it comes to playing in a regional. And it's also going to help the other freshman hitters, we talked about J.J. Weatherholt, we talked about Grant Hussey, you know, those guys going in, McGuire, Holbrook behind the plate. I think West Virginia is going to get so much valuable experience for this regional. And two, we talk about the 2019 season hosting that regional. Again, when you think of what this team has been able to do, if just think of what this year's team could be if we just – went back in time and just grabbed Alec Manoa and Nick Snyder <laughs> and put, put him, him in, the, this put rotation, in the rotation, huh? right? This team is, you know, having this record setting season without that pitching. So I hope that it's able to see it through and, you know, hopefully come away with the title, hopefully advance to a regional, um, you know, the skipper's birthday on Monday, give him a little love with the big 12 championship on his birthday week. So um, it will be great to see West Virginia back in the postseason as well. And like I said, right now, they're projected to be in the Blacksburg region. So Which would be awesome. fairly close. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people in the southern part of West Virginia, even closer into Virginia and the Carolinas who are West Virginia fans. So hopefully, if the Mountaineers can keep it up, they can play in that region, you know, they'll have a, 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 a following there for them as well. And, you know, some of the biggest games we've seen coming from a, the biggest crowds when those bats really get going. So... Uh, I just, you know, beneficial for West Virginia to play in this tournament, but also looking forward to just see how they can build on what they've accomplished because, again, this team is full of young guys and transfers, and yet they've been able to put together one heck of a season and would love to see that continue, obviously, for as long as possible. Big 12 tournament begins Wednesday in Arlington, Texas. West Virginia's first game, 8.30 Eastern against three-seed Oklahoma. Tournament will wrap up Saturday. Regional hosts announced Sunday. Memorial Day is when the full 64-team bracket will be revealed for the Division I NCAA tournament. Before all of that begins, the all-Big 12 roster will be announced Tuesday. You can head to goldenbluenation.com for the story when it breaks. That'll about do it for us on this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We invite you, though, to continue to follow our coverage throughout the tournament. Angelica will be in Arlington along with Ryan Decker covering every game the Mountaineers play in. You can watch highlights every night in your Mountaineer Minute on WBOY in Clarksburg, WVNS in Beckley, WTRF in Wheeling, WOWK in Charleston, and WDVM in Hagerstown, Maryland. Did I get all five? I believe you did. I did. And I go. just want to say, if anybody is listening, is my chance going to be there you know let us in know Oklahoma City there was always a crop of West Virginia fans right. there uh hopefully and we know whenever I had went to the football games in the Oklahoma and Texas states for those teams there was a group of West Virginia fans there that 
you know, came out to those games. So hopefully, being that it's going to be a Globe Life, it's going to be, you know, in this MLB ballpark. If you're a West Virginia fan listening, you're heading to the Big 12 tournament, let us know. We'd love to connect with you while we're there. Emphasis on climate-controlled ballpark. Hopefully everything will be well, on schedule. Well, you know, schedule. I've, I've been doing a little research on Globe Life. Okay. So... Not one of two MLB stadiums that has the retractable roof, right? But how they keep it a nice 270 degrees, 72 degrees in there, is even with the roof closed, you still get the natural light in, but it's this like special glass that's supposed to not let the heat in, but it's supposed to let the light in. And also, one of two MLB stadiums that has a retractable mound, 11 tons is this mound. It takes 11 11 tons of dirt? is how much the mound itself weighs. What? So it takes 11 minutes to lift it up to take it out. It takes 10 minutes to close the roof. But what what is cool about the mound is it's literally just like a switch and, you know, they hook it up and they just... I'm picturing like an airlift situation. I don't know. <laughs> what, do they like raise it to the rafters? Is that they, what they yes, do? and they store it. And that's how they're able to have literally wow. any event possible. They... Their pitch is, it's a climate-controlled, 365-days-a-year event, arena, venue, uh, whatever you would like to call it. So wow. 11 tons for that mound. So an- another cool thing, too, is just, obviously, I mean, they're not going to be lifting the mound while we're there. But just to see some of the stuff that they do have, the technology's crazy. They had said that, like, their video boards put together, if you put them on your side and stack them, they're taller than, like, the Texas State Capitol or something. Wow. They have... um you know, Ada Major would love this. He admitted he loves to do a velo check when he looks at the uh, video board, you know, in, in, in uh, West Virginia Stadium. It has so many advanced pitching stats, things that I didn't even know people would be looking for in the moment. But the graphics are awesome. It's got all of these different things. I mean, it looks like some of the graphics you would see on a pre-produced broadcast are just wow. like Pretty up cool. there hanging. And of course... That's for the Rangers games, but would love to see what they're going to do. I mean, going to be a great experience um, nonetheless, but a lot of really cool pieces of like old MLB history in there. I think that they said like in the visitors dugout, it's the same visitors dugout from the original Texas Rangers stadium when they played at Globe Life Field. So going to be a lot of cool things at Globe Life. Um, I'll definitely keep you updated on the mound. Maybe we put in a request and they like just uh, take it up and drop it back just so we can see it. (laughs) Doubt they will. Get a demo. Yeah, I'm like, if it takes long, that's what, 22 minutes of your time just to give us a little show? But yeah, so a lot of things we're looking forward to, but of course, most looking forward to some West Virginia victories. You can, of course, follow along with your Mountaineer Minute and online at goldenbluenation.com. And by downloading the free Golden Blue Nation app, we'll have recaps and highlights, photo galleries, interviews, and more after each West Virginia outing at the Big 12 tournament. And again, a reminder, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a rating and review. Tell your friends and be like Simmons Wee, who left us this review on Apple Podcasts. Love this podcast. My only complaint is we don't have more. Really good oh, job by all. You've now become that's our a biggest great problem fan to, have. to whoever that is. Well, we're going to continue to bring you more great stuff on the podcast throughout the week at the Big 12 Baseball Tournament and very likely during an NCAA regional for the Mountaineers. Angelica, thanks for your insight. Thanks for doing this. And and safe travels, Starlington. Enjoy. Thank you. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. You know there's going to be a lot of food pics. Oh, yeah. But no no hefty burritos. Well. And no uh, fish bowls. Fish bowl margarita. What, what was the thing that we had the yeah, one year? Fish bowl. Maybe, I think I'll find, keep that. You know, I think nah. I'll find some good replacements. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't no. drink any alcohol. No. I'll find.
find some good replacements. I don't know but what yeah, I was talking I'll, about. Uh, keep you guys updated and I know everybody loves my food posts. They're yeah, always right. wondering what I'm going to be doing. So, um, you know, it could be just as important as some of the games itself. <laughs> you know? Follow the main account on Twitter at GoldenBlueNation at GoldenBlueNTN. You can also follow us on Instagram and like our page on Facebook for more Mountaineer Sports content. That'll do it for this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you as always by Prit and Spino, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. She's Angelica Trinone. I'm Nick Farrell. Talk to you soon on the Golden Blue Nation podcast.